If it's happening in New South Wales now, you'll hear about it on Marcus Paul in the Morning. All right. Well, the state's top doctor says the COVID-19 Delta strain has breached containment lines and is spreading in southwest Sydney where police are now patrolling streets enforcing lockdown health orders. From 7am this morning, after yesterday's highest daily total in the outbreak at 38, from 7 o'clock this morning, police on mounted patrol, uh, on also our public transport network, and around shopping centres, they'll be out in force. There'll be an extra 100 or so plague police. That's what they're calling them, plague police, in the headlines today. Uh, look, there'll be a lot of people who think it's a little unfair. And, uh, look, I, I, I don't know, I'm a little twisted on this. Why do we need extra patrols in Sydney Southwest when the cluster started in Bondi and we still have... And they'll be there again, probably not so much this weekend, of course, with the uh, the weather expected to be wet. But we all saw the vision, the photographs, the video of people buying coffees at Bondi and along beach promenades and walkways last weekend. Uh, again, that's because I believe the health orders are allowing people to do so. If, you, if you've got a health order that says people can, it's a bit of a loophole. You know, if it says people can exercise in groups of 10, well, of course we're going to see people out and about. Anyway, the Premier has met privately with key multicultural leaders from Sydney's southwest following yesterday's announcement of this major police operation. It's certainly drawn criticism. It's the first COVID-19 police operation of such magnitude to target a specific area in Sydney. As I say, from 7 o'clock this morning, more than 100 extra police officers will be deployed around southwestern Sydney to ensure compliance with health orders as COVID spreads through several suburbs in the area. Health authorities are most worried about the local government areas of Liverpool, Fairfield and Canterbury Bankstown, where almost one million people live. When announcing the operation yesterday afternoon, Assistant Commissioner Tony Cook said there were still too many people leaving their homes without a valid reason. Around 90 minutes after this announcement, the Premier held an online meeting with around 250 community leaders and frontline workers from Sydney's southwest. And of course, we had the Deputy Commissioner of Police, Mal Lanyon, yesterday also make this comment in relation to people who are breaching health orders in the southwest. We've made sure that we're very visible to educate the community about how to comply with those orders. Clearly, we are still having members of the community who will not comply. Where we haven't been able to achieve compliance, we have enforced those health orders. All right, well, the optics of this police operation have been criticised by some for targeting one of the most multicultural areas in Australia, with a more heavy-handed approach than used in other areas during the pandemic. Lakemba MP Jihad Dib says the situation is fragile and strong arming is not the answer, as it could lead to angst and stigmatism. Jihad joins me on the program this morning. Good morning to you, mate. Good morning, Marcus. How are you going? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Not too bad at all. Um, I just want to... Just want to rectify something. I said 1981. My maths is no good. The last time that we had a, a female compete in the uh, the final of Wimbledon, that's 40 years ago. Boy, oh boy, time flies. Yeah, look, and, and I'm on the uh, the party party uh, oh. party party bandwagon as well. And what what an amazing person. I, I've I've never met her, but every time I see her, she's just. 
just full of life and just enthusiastic. And, and I love your comment about, um, you know, sports people who actually do some really good things compared mm. to compared to actually uh, being anything else. And, yeah, all of Australia is right behind her. I, I wish her all the best. And uh, uh, it's just awesome. It's a thing that we need right now. All right, mate, back to this story here. You say, while it's important to have compliance, what we need to do is make sure we don't create it in a way that instills panic or fear. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I made those comments yesterday, and, and like uh, you said in the intro, we are, we've got to recognise that we're in a pretty delicate situation and a pretty dangerous situation too. The, the coronavirus strain has spread um, to a really worrying sign. Um, you know, we've had a number of different meetings like myself and some of my colleagues have put out a range of different videos of trying to put messaging out to make it very clear what the rules and regulations are, but also to say to people, hey, look, just take this pretty seriously. And it's not that they're not. I just think that there were some elements that they were a little bit unclear about. And we saw that when, you know, the chief medical officer says, well, you can go and buy school shoes, but then the uh, the deputy commissioner says, <laughs> you can't go out and buy school shoes. Oh, dear. So, you know, and, and the questions that I'm constantly asked, and, and I'm sort of fairly uh, accessible to to you know, my constituents and, and anybody who gets on my social media is, yeah. well, what, what is it you can and what is it that you can't do? Um, I think there's a really important role to ensure that people are compliant. That's a really, really important thing to do. But the comments that I've made there generally are about, let's, let's make sure that what we're trying to do is we're trying to enforce some compliance, not necessarily go out and, and, and potentially intimidate people because that could also then have a really negative reaction where somebody inadvertently could be doing something wrong that they don't know about. I'm not talking about somebody who refuses to wear a mask or somebody yeah, of who, course. like, like blatant people who are blatantly flouting the rules and openly rules that everybody knows about. Absolutely, you know, do what you've got to do, give them the fine, the, the move on orders, whatever it is. But, but if, it, if it's if it's uh, if it's where somebody genuinely doesn't know, and I think the biggest area of confusion is in terms of visits and. Not family visits from one family to the next, but somebody who needs to visit, say, a relative who might not be well or somebody who may need a little bit of support. So it's just got to be done. I think there's got to be a, a bit of a, a greyness to it there. Yeah. Um, but I think also a willingness to, you know, that's why I use the phrase, you don't go in a strong arm, but you need to also make sure that the rules are being complied with. So it just requires that delicate balancing act to get it right. We've had a lot of community support. Nobody wants to see... Um, you know, this spread. And certainly people people in my community don't want to be going out and breaking the rules. That's not, that's not their intention. No, of course. Well, you say the focus should be on communication, not fines, as the first task at hand is to make sure everyone understands clearly what they can and can't do. You say the people will be compliant when you give them reasons why they need to be and you need to make it clear. And you're very right when you say, I mean, again, yesterday we were even getting people calling me and sending us notes saying, well, you know, you're right, school is supposed to go back for some areas. Um, you know, or, you know, my son needs a haircut or we need to get some more school uniforms or we need to do this. Or we, is that, you know, a legitimate reason to go shopping? Well, well, look, I, I gave this as an example to a friend of mine yesterday where I said that, um, I mean, I get the school thing, but really, if I was a school principal like I used to be and a kid turned up without their right school shoes, then, you know, I'm not really going to make an issue of it. I'm going to say, look, I understand no one can really get out to the shops. I'm actually glad that you're here at school if that was a school that was open. So, you know, but everyone's a little bit different in, in that. Uh, but the communication is absolutely key. And, 
And this has been, it's been wonderful to see bipartisanship in terms of making sure that the communication message is out there. People may have seen that um, myself and some colleagues also did things in different languages. I'm going to play that Um, soon. I think that was a really good initiative by the boss, Chris Minns. Well done. Yeah, you know, he did did really well. And uh, and it was really wonderful. And that's not to say that, you know, it's the multicultural communities who are doing the wrong thing. It's actually just to say, what method of communication can you use? Now, Realistically, some people will listen to this radio station, some people will listen to others, some people won't watch mainstream media, some people go social media. So whatever way we can get that message out to people about this is what you can do, this is what you can't do, please look after yourselves, please make sure that you wear a mask, please follow the rules, then I think what we're doing is we're all together trying to find the solution here. And that's the really important point. When you, when you, when you have the, the policing element added into it, I think as long as it's an issue about compliance, because people have already got heightened anxiety over what's going on. Um, And that's where I think it requires that real delicate touch uh, for police officers. And that doesn't mean be soft on people. As I said, and I made this really clear, if people are blatantly doing the wrong thing, then they deserve to have the consequences. But we also want to make sure that we don't get into a situation where we create an us and them between communities and police. And I'm not talking about southwest community or multicultural community the best policing that i've seen is community engagement policing and that's that's right that that's where i think you get the best result yeah we don't want to have some people feeling that it's the police against them it undermines an incredible amount of hard work that's happened between the community and the police over many many years and you imagine people would be quite concerned that it might mean somebody could go into their house and do a check on their house or something look at the end of the day i think uh Heavy-handed just will not work, uh, and I can't see the governments really enforcing this uh, this heavy-handedness because I think, to be honest, the whole lockdown situation has caused so much angst in the government, if you like, in these policies that is a little on the nose, rightly or wrongly, so they probably wouldn't want to do anything to inflame the situation. No, and 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 I, and I don't think so. And and we're we're all. I mean, everyone loves a cliche, but we are all in this together. When we say we're all in this together, that means that we've all got to get through this together as well. So, I, I don't believe the intention is to go out and to try and intimidate people. That's that's. I think the intention comes from in the initial sense. Yeah. A place where they're trying to find a solution. And as you said a little bit earlier, the most important thing I think is to make sure that level heads prevail all of the time. Now we know that. Um, you know, the police do an amazing job and they are just doing their job. So what we need is to also treat... People need to treat that with respect and understand that the police role is to keep everybody safe. Yeah. What I would then say conversely is that for the officers who might be stopping people or questioning them, there's a way that you question people um, in terms of, like... It, it's A lot of it is potentially either the attitude mm. or uh, or the tone that you use. And, and I've always found that you know, people, it's much easier to, to attract people with honey than it is with vinegar. Oh, absolutely. Um, and let's try and work that My out. Mum We've used seen. To say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marcus. Good, 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 she's a good lady then, very Marcus, lady. you'll always attract, uh, you know, more. You're right. You'll get a better response using honey than vinegar. Calm yeah, down I, a little, son. Yeah. Chill out. And, 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 and you, don't want to see, you don't want to see situations because you know that people will just start recording stuff and putting it on social media yeah. or whatever. You don't want to see situations where you only see part of the context. Um, ultimately, we, we all want to get through this. Nobody enjoys a lockdown. Nobody enjoys the way things are. Yeah. There's a there's a sense, and and I'll be I'll be quite frank. There's a sense within um, 
you know, parts of the Southwest community. He said in your intro, this covers a million people. This isn't just some small towns here and there. Yeah, exactly. This covers one million people where, you know, some people live in certain parts of the, uh, you know, of those LGs and say, well, hang on a second, nothing's happening here. Yeah. I, I, think, I think a lot of it will see how the day plays out. I'm not seeing it as this, you know, um, you know, as, as a real problem in the sense that we can, you know, that there's a real, um, sorry, like that there's, there's a potential between an issue between the police and the community. No. What I actually want to see is a real partnership. And that's what I think the intended purpose of it. Yep. And that's where it really comes down to the way that it's managed. All right, mate. Well, I'm going to play this audio that uh, Chris put up yesterday featuring uh, yourself and a number of other Southwestern MPs. I think it was a good initiative by him. And let's hope the message gets out there. Jihad, thank you for coming on as always, mate. Thanks, Mark. It's nice to talk to you, mate. And take care and go Ash. Yeah, stay safe. <laughs> Cheers. Bye, mate. Bye, mate. You're going to hear from some other Labor MPs in this video, all of us with a message for the people who live in southwestern Sydney. We must comply with the health orders. It means staying home, only leaving the house for essential supplies, going to the grocery store or to get medicine. Um, don't visit family and friends. Don't go to your friend's house. And, of course, wear a face mask if you go into a confined space. I realise this is a very difficult period for millions of people who live in Sydney, but if we comply with the health orders, we will get through this in as short a period as possible. Together, we can get through this, but we must listen to the health orders. ปานิโพแมพี่น้องทุกคนทั้งหลายคําหยอกออกจากเรือนมีจะว่าไปเฮ็ดเวียกหรือว่าไปเฮียนหนังสือแต่เป็นไปได้ขอให้ทุกท่